Hello and welcome to Hacker Public Radio. I'm Monster B, and on today's show we're going to be talking about Linux netbooks. Um, we have a few reviews. I have the uh, E PC 1000, which is the uh, 10-inch model, and I'm going to do my review from the uh, inside out. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, cover off the back and take a look inside. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to go ahead and play our first clip. Hello, I'm Wayne. You may know me as Azimuth from the Lennox Cranks podcast. What is a netbook? Uh, why would anybody want one? Yeah, maybe they, we can answer that uh, today. Uh, we have a collection of uh, individual reviews, and uh, hopefully we'll get a, a, a round-robin uh, discussion going on this by the time we're through, but uh, this is just to start off. I currently own a netbook. I didn't think I wanted one. Well, it was one of those, I thought I wanted one, but I really didn't think I needed one. I didn't uh, didn't think it was much more than a toy, and my thoughts may have changed somewhat on that. Now, my netbook is a Sylvania G netbook uh, Meso. Meso, Meso, I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, it's it's got the standard Intel uh, N270 Atom uh, processor and uh, a gigabyte of RAM, but unlike a lot of the netbooks out there, this one has an 80 gigabyte hard drive. I uh, have to admit that uh, I'm not sure that solid-state uh, hard drives are uh, are there yet. <laughs> I've had too many uh, compact flash cards go bad, and I, I just not sure I want to depend on uh, on the solid-state. Uh, answer to storing my data. Now the the G uh, Miso's got a 8.9 inch screen, 1024 by 600. Uh, it's got a webcam on it, uh, 2.2 pounds until uh, you put the battery in it. Never weighed it with the battery, but I I, I know it's no longer two pounds. Uh, it comes with uh, Ubuntu uh, Netbook Remix on it. The desktop on the on the Netbook Remix look a little simple great big icons and uh, well a, a lot like uh, what, what the original uh, you know the Xandros that uh, came on the original triple PCs. It, uh, it's the one I'm trying to think of uh, it, it had had a lot of a lot of icons and uh, not not what you'd want for a desktop uh, on a on a machine that, that's easy to navigate uh, that that type of screen is not that bad uh, with uh, the small touchpad on them. I hate touchpads anyway, but the small touchpad uh, it's 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 easy to get around with those big icons, and uh, it makes it quite quite pleasant to use. You know, of course, I I was familiar with Ubuntu, uh, so uh, I instantly changed the the desktop off of it and. Uh, after uh, after trying to get around with uh, uh, the touchpad, uh, I, I went ahead and uh, and put the the netbook uh, desktop back on it, and it worked well. I ended up putting Crunchy on it. I had no intention of uh, of messing with it. I, I I wanted it simple. That's why I bought it with Ubuntu on it. I I did a lot of shopping, and I got one with a hard drive, and uh, and came with. Uh, 
an operating system that I, I didn't have to learn. Uh, I already knew. But I ended up putting Crunchy on it just because I was playing with it and stuck uh, Crunchy on a USB stick in it, and my Wi-Fi worked better. Uh, the only difference I can see is the difference in kernels and uh, uh, maybe... Uh, you know they they've upgraded something that 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 does better for uh, Realtek Nick card that it, that it has in it. Cut a lot of corners to uh, make it usable. Uh, mostly is uh, take keys off the keyboard. Uh, a lot of the the duplicate uh, right hand side keys like uh, the alternate and control and uh, the super key. The right side ones aren't there. They're fighting for real estate on, on that smaller keyboard, and uh, they were able to make the, the main typing keys bigger and more useful that way. So I'll, I've learned to live with it. I do kind of miss the right shift key. I'm not a touch typer anyway, so uh, a hunt and peck, I'd get around, and it's useful. Uh, I don't make many more typing mistakes than I do on a full-size keyboard, so I can't complain. Well, I can, but nobody's left. The G-Meso has got basically Intel parts in it. Uh, you know, the, the Atom processor and uh, the uh, audio, it ha has the Intel audio in it, that HDA Intel audio, which uh, I have uh, come to hate. <laughs> it, does, does not, it does not work completely correctly. I don't think they've got the drivers right for it yet. Ends up, uh, if you're going to use it on, on VoIP, uh, you, you want to get a USB headset and don't even worry about the Intel audio in it. Just use uh, what, what just use a USB sound system that you put on it. It runs uh, with, with, well, it runs uh, Gizmo and, and Skype real well. Uh, it'll do Skype with video and uh, um, been happy with uh, with it once I got the USB headset. It uh, absolutely sounded like crap trying to use the Intel card in it, but uh, the Logitech uh, USB headset sounds fine, or so I've been told, and what I've heard recorded sounds fine. Overall impressions of uh, the Sylvania G Netbook MISO is uh, it's a solid little computer. Uh, it's not. Uh, it don't feel cheap in any way. It's uh, it's kind of like a brick. It, uh, it 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 feels good when you pick it up. Doesn't feel like you're going to break it. And uh, I, you know, I've got big hands. Uh, used to outdoor work. It, it feels like maybe one of the tools in my shop uh, as far as solidness. Now the speakers in this uh, miso are are absolute trash. They are painful to listen to. But. Uh, it does not create a problem for me. I use, for, for where I would use a netbook, that's uh, going to have headphones on it anyway. So uh, that's just, just the way it goes. As far as uh, a summary on, uh, on it, uh, I like it. I found I use it more than I thought I would. I considered it somewhat of a, uh, a toy or a fad when I uh, got it, but it turns out this is it's just a small computer. Uh, does amazing things for its size. Uh, my uh, six-year-old grandson plays uh, uh, Super Tux Card on it. Uh, it works great for it. Uh, I did not expect the the 3D capabilities in it. 
acceptable battery life. Uh, the the size of the keyboard and screen, uh, I can't uh, I can't play with it much uh, much longer than what the battery will last anyway. Uh, uh, I'd get a get a headache or, a, or my fingers would cramp up. So it's useful. I I find it going places that I never thought I'd take a computer. It's if it was smaller, it wouldn't do what I needed it to do. If it was bigger. I, I wouldn't bother to take it. Uh, that's kind of the simple answer to the whole thing there. It is useful. All right, thanks, Asmuth. Really nice review. Okay, I have the uh, back lid off. I'm taking a look inside here, and I see... Uh, first thing I see is the memory. It has uh, one slot. Right now there's a one-gig stick in there. I can, uh, I can pull that out and throw a two-gig in there. Uh... It has two mini PCI Express slots. Uh, one of them has the uh, Wi-Fi card. It's a Raylink. And the other one has a 32 gigabyte solid state drive. Uh, there's supposed to be another 8 gig SSD card in here, but I don't see it, so it must be underneath. So I'd probably have to remove a lot to get to it. But uh, doing a uh, Google search... It is removable. It's not soldered in like uh, some of the uh, smaller ones. I think the uh, 700s series are soldered in. But everything is really easy to get to, and if I ever need to uh, replace anything or upgrade, at least I know I can do it. All right, well, I uh, put this lid back on. I'll go ahead and play another clip. Okay, so I've got... This is Cloud 2. I've got the triple EPC... 900 or 901. I'm not sure which one it is, to be honest. Uh, I ripped all the stickers off the bottom of it, and I'm not really sure how to find out whether it's the 900 or 901. But that's what I've got, and I've also got a friend who has an Acer Aspire 1. Uh, so I'm going to review those two really quickly. The Triple E PC, obviously, is, I mean, it's the netbook. I mean, it's kind of the one that started it all, from what I remember. And so there's not much to be said about it. Um, it's It's small. It has an infamously small keyboard. That sometimes, I think that's a problem. The keys are really small. But, you know, I use it all the time, and I, I work around it. It's not So it's obviously not a showstopper. I could complain about the trackpad, the buttons on the, the bottom of it. Just They're so close to the edge of the actual computer. They're, they don't seem, they don't feel quite as natural as I feel like they should feel. They just seem a little bit awkwardly placed or something. So, I don't know, I have a little bit of an issue with that. But again, it's obviously not a showstopper. Um, it depends on what what distro you have on here in terms of what, you know, the performance and the, the uh, you know, whether everything works out of the box or not. I think to this, to this day, one of the best distributions that I had on here in terms of just immediate setup, kind of like uh, install it and you're, off, you're, you're up and running, was Mandriva. Mandriva worked really, really well for me. Everything worked out of the box with Mandriva, if I recall correctly. I was very, very impressed with it. This was the 2008 Mandriva. Haven't tried 2009. Currently, I'm running Debian on it uh, with some testing repos enabled so that I can get KDE 4. Uh, point, I think 1.3 is what I've got on here right now. And again, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with it. Uh, I have no issues with Debian or KDE. I mean, Debian being Debian, you have to set up a bit more than, than you would with Mandriva. Now, I've heard a lot of good reports about 
Ubuntu or Ubuntu-EEE or the Ubuntu Netbook Remix, you know, all these different varieties of Ubuntu. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about that. People say it's running really well and it's kind of, again, just in typical Ubuntu fashion, no no extra setup really required. So that's cool. The Triple E, uh, in terms of portability, it's great. It's really, really light, really, really small. I take it everywhere. I forget that I even have it. Uh, it's got an Ethernet port, a VGA port, three USB ports, and an SD card uh, slot. So I never feel like I'm lacking in terms of things that I can plug into it. The camera is a typical webcam, what, 1.3 megapixels, whatever. You know, just kind of, you know, standard webcam. The mic is fine. The speakers are a little bit soft, but most PC speakers are. Wi-Fi card in it is, um, I believe, an Atheros card, and that is, that's always worked really well for me. Uh, I haven't done anything elaborate in terms of, you know, putting it into promiscuous mode and trying to sniff network traffic or anything like that, although I don't see why I wouldn't be able to. It's from what I understand, these, this is a pretty flexible card, and I, I do I know that 330 had EtherApe running on his uh, quite well. So you know I, I think I think there's some flexibility there. Uh, the resolution is fine. The size of the screen is fine. Nine inches for a notebook, I, I would imagine, is plenty of room. I've never felt that that was too small, except on the rare occasion where an application doesn't seem to resize properly. A fairly rare occurrence so far. The amount of memory that you've got, you know, being something like, what is it, like 8 gigs or 16 gigs. I think I have a 20 gig version. I, I keep forgetting which version I have. It's fine. I, I'm not, uh, I've never felt like I was running low on, on hard drive space. I've been very pleased with the amount of hard drive space that I've got. And for what I do with it, it's really quite enough. And I imagine that if I were ever going to start using it for a lot of, uh, there's KDE starting up on my triple E. If I was ever going to use this as my traveling computer for digital photos and stuff like that, I feel like I would just be fine with a with a USB uh, flash drive as spare spare memory, or perhaps a um, the, an SD card. Uh, the Acer Aspire One has been similarly impressive. The um, the Acer Aspire is a friend of mine, and I've I've only been able to use Linux on it with with a USB, you know, a live USB stick. So I've run a couple of different distributions on that, and again, it depends on which distro you use in terms of what works right out of the box and what what does not work. Great thing about the Aspire is that it's not SSD, uh, it's not the solid state. Uh, hard drive. It's a normal hard drive, or at least they sell the version with a normal hard drive, and that's pretty nice. You, you get a lot of hard drive space. I know that I just said that I've never felt like the triple E lacks for hard drive space, but I, I think that flexibility or that option with to have a normal hard drive in a netbook is kind of nice, and uh, certainly my friend uses all that memory. Um, you know, she's got digital photos on there, and, and all kinds of documents and so she's using quite a bit of that memory because I guess it's it's sort of her main computer so it's it's really that's kind of nice I think for someone like that uh, who really just literally they just need, they want one computer in their life and they want it to be portable that's a good solution I think for a lot of the geeks netbooks are that second or third or, or fifth or sixth computer that you have so it's kind of like yeah big deal it's got 16 gigabytes of, of memory in the hard drive not a big deal I, I can work with that for someone who doesn't have the other computers in their life, they might want the the space on their primary computer for all their digital photos and videos and stuff like that. So 
Um, again, it's got the webcam, it's got the built-in mic, everything seems to be recognized by Linux pretty easily so far. I haven't had any major issues. Uh, Wi-Fi card was recognized out of the box. Uh, the chip is the Intel Atom uh, chip, and performance on that has been honestly quite similar to the um, to the Triple E. I I've done little animations and some very lightweight Blender work uh, on both computers. Haven't had a problem with either. Um, they're about as fast and as as you know. I I I, ju- I consider them comparable. I've not had a problem with either one of them in terms of speed or performance. Oh, the ports on the Acer Aspire One, yeah, again, pretty pretty good. You know, you've got your VGA, you've got your USB and your SD card expansion port. So, yeah, again, you've you've got really good performance there. Uh, the battery on both the Triple E and the Acer seem to be again kind of comparable. Uh, if my friend and I are out uh, both with our netbooks, we both seem to get a good I don't know three or four hour charge it seems like I mean we really get good performance out of them I don't know it's kind of hard to judge because it's it feels like four hours but maybe you're not actually using the computer you know straight for four hours or you're doing different things on it so it's it's hard to judge sometimes but it, it is a it's a definitely an impressive amount of, of time on on the uh, on the netbook on both uh, which one would I get uh, you know they're both great computers. I love the Triple E. I really do. It's it's a good little computer. I like the size of it. I've been really pleased with the performance. I'll stand by it for now because that's the one that I've used the most, and I can really attest to its flexibility, its reliability, and everything like that. I've never had a problem with it. Just it's been performing really really well. The Acer, on the other hand, um, when I have used the Acer Aspire One, I've been really pleased with it. Mostly, I've been doing it with Fedora 10. I've been really pleased with its performance. I love the keyboard on the Acer Aspire One. It's a heftier feeling keyboard. Is slightly larger keys, I think. The mouse buttons, again, the trackpad buttons are in a horrible place on the Acer, even worse than the Triple E. They're on the side of the trackpad. It's just not at all ergonomically sound. So you'll be tapping a lot on the Acer. You will not be using your mouse buttons very often. So if that's something that you're not used to, I'm certainly not used to it. Uh, that could be an issue. But uh, otherwise, the Acer is, is really nice. It's it's a little bit of a slimmer form factor, or I should say it's, it's longer than it is or it's wider than it is deep. It's a really attractive computer. I like it. I, I like both of these two netbooks. I don't have a problem with either of them. I would certainly recommend both of them. But yeah, both are really good, and Linux works really, really well on both of them. So uh, check either of them out. You'll be pleased. All right. Thank you, Klaatu. All right. Back to the hardware on the uh, 1000. Okay. The CPU is a 1.6 gigahertz Atom processor. Model number N270. It's threaded. Uh, like I said, it's got one gig of RAM. Uh, the screen resolution is 1024 by 600. And for storage, it's the uh, has 40, 40 gigs of storage. Like I said, it has the 32 gig and the 8 gig solid state drives, which is more than enough for me. The battery is a six cell. Um, I get about, I would say, I average about six and a half to seven hours which is very nice. I can take it to work, and I don't have to worry about taking a charger with me. The display controller is an Intel 945G. It has a Intel high-definition sound. It has a 1.3-megapixel camera. And on the outside, it has the VGA out 
uh, three USB ports, an SD card reader, and the whole system weighs about, let's see, I'm, I'll look it up here real quick. It weighs two pounds and 15 ounces, so that's not too bad. Uh, for some reason, after listening to uh, 2, I want some coffee. So uh, while I go make a pot of coffee, uh, listen to this clip. G'day, uh, this is Peter. A uh, few of you might know me from the Linux Cranks as Peter64. Now, I know these EE PCs have been around a long time, and uh, personally, I, I haven't gone out and got one because I just don't have a need for one. Uh, certainly no good in my job, and if I do happen to travel, I always just happen to chuck my laptop in the, um, in the car. Now... My mum and dad went out and bought uh, what oh, quite a few of them for the grandchildren. Now, the grandkids range from five up until about 14, I think. And from what I understand, all of them really enjoy it. Now, my daughter has got one. She's seven. She spends a hell of a lot of time on it, uh, just just mainly for doing the Internet, uh, you know, the children's sites, etc., and I, I actually do pinch it on occasion. Uh, what I found it handy for is just when I'm talking to the uh, the cranks on IRC, I, uh, if I go out and you know uh, light the barbie up and I, I sit out there and cook the barbie and I, I chat on it while I'm outside. Um, the other thing I, I, I've also found was originally I intended to put a myth front end on it. I thought, oh, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad little myth box, just uh, maybe just when I go in... You know, into the bedroom to lay down, just lay down and watch a bit of telly or a movie or something uh, as I fall asleep. Now, I actually, I didn't, I didn't install the the front end, but what I did do, I found it just as easy, just as uh, the media drive on my MythBox is shared with NFS. I just mount it with NFS onto the EPC, and I'm, I'm able to stream the recorded video and all the movies and stuff on the Mythbox without a problem, even listen to music on, on a very rare occasion. So that's um, that's come in pretty handy for that for me, uh, rather than cart the laptop in, which is really bright and can keep my wife awake at night. I just have that little screen sitting on the, on the bedside chest of drawers with the earphone in, and I just lay there and I'll, I'll watch a bit of cricket or whatever happens to be on on telly at the time that I'm recording. Uh, uh, the other thing that I've found pretty handy is that it's when it is next to the bed um, I, I run Hey You on my Mythbox as well which is the home automation software uh, pretty pretty basic sort of stuff but um, I used to grab the pocket PC out of my top drawer and SSH into that when I might want to turn lights off or or maybe even just move water from one tank to the other, etc. And what I found now is with that there, it, it's a lot easier. I don't have to uh, use the pocket PC and, and putty. I, I use it now just SSH into my Mythbox as well, and that way I can control um, oh, well virtually everything that I, that I need to do if I want to turn lights on and off outside, etc. So it comes in handy for that. Just it boots up so fast, um, nice and quick. Oh, hold on, excuse me, I'm just getting a Skype call here. Hello. Hello, who's this? 
No, Miss 64. What are you talking to me on? Scott. And what are you using to call me? What computer are you using? My laptop. And your laptop is very small, isn't it? Yeah. What is it? It's a EEPC, this 7-inch model. What does that mean? Well, that's the size of the screen. Mm. And how long have you had it? Since last, the Christmas we had last year. So that would be about two months now. Okay. And what do you like to do on your little computer? Besides call your dad on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Play my games and go to the internet. And what do you do on the internet? What sites do you like to go to? I like to go to Jump and Bump one because then you can have a lot of fun, go to other sites in it. Ah, righto. And then you can find out different games and it's always fun to go on to the Nick Shack because you can go and play on games. Yeah, and... The, you think the screen's big enough when you play on your little PC? It's not too small? Well, if it's too small, I just press FLL. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, so when you're, when you're in Firefox, if you press the F11 key, it makes the screen a little bit bigger, doesn't it? Yep. You're very clever. And, and what do you think compared to when you play on it compared to when you play on Daddy or Mummy's computer? Is, is the screen, do you prefer the bigger screen or you don't really care that that screen is little? Well, I don't mind because my fingers are just the right size for the keyboard as well. Yeah, that's a good point because when Daddy uses it because he's got fat fingers that it's just a little bit hard for Daddy and he keeps hitting the wrong key, doesn't he? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. I'm here doing that one. Oh, uh-huh, yeah? And you can also put stars how good it is. Sorry, sweetheart? You can put stars how good it is. Oh, okay. So you're using the music application on your EEPC. Mm. And, and if you like a song... You can put all the stars if you don't like it that much. Just put one not there. Like that. That's pretty clever. And take it back. And if it's not good at all. But I don't do that because I think all of them are good, but I don't want to do it all at the same time because I might change my mind. Oh, okay. Because you're using the original Xandros operating system. That We haven't changed that. And how do you find, like, when you want to open something? Is it easy to go and find if you want to open games and that? Yep. I just go exit what I'm going to, like I want to play something, so I go to the top of my computer, because I'm going to play it, play, yep. and it'll say games, go to games, and then you add it. Oh, that's very really easy, isn't it? Yep. Now, when you turn your computer on, yeah. and you come and ask Daddy if you're allowed to get on the internet, um, you have to connect to the wireless network, don't you? Only sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, and if, yeah, sometimes it automatically connects for you, doesn't it? Yeah. And sometimes you have to connect it yourself. 
Yeah. yeah. Go to the thing and then say connect. Yeah, yeah. so all you do is click on the little icon down the bottom. So you're you're seven years old and you have absolutely no trouble connecting it to the internet when you um, need to, do you? So three thirty. Are you listening to this boy? A seven-year-old has no trouble getting the Sandros operating system to connect. Cause I just gotta find the thing down the bottom, click on it, and then I'm at it. Yeah, that's right. And it brings up the Daddy's network, and you just click connect. Yep. Okay. So if you want to now go on get on the internet, you go up the top. You go along to what? Internet. Yeah. And then. You have to look. You might see a thing, a world. It means you connect around the world. Yeah, with the internet. And if if you wanted to, say, talk to Monster B on the chat, do you know which one you have to click on then? Yeah. No, that's good. That's that's probably good that you can't just automatically connect to the uh, Linux Cranks channel unless Daddy says you can do it. <laughs> and Daddy has to tell everyone you're going to go in and talk. <laughs> so everyone's really nice then, aren't they? When you go in and talk to Monster B and Azimuth. Stuff? Yeah, that's right, because Skype uh, works over the internet. So you go to the internet section. And I look across looking for an Earth one. Yeah, that's right. So it's very, very easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Sama. I don't know it's summer, <laughs> because that doesn't tell me. No, because there's some things that you don't need to know at the moment. Okay, Dad, I'm going to go and play. Bye. Well, there you go. There's not much else for me to say then. You got it from the horse's mouth, as they say. But um, the only thing I've really found wrong with it is the size of the keyboard. That's That can be a bit frustrating at times. I'm not the bestest typer, but I I do touch type, uh, and quite frequently I find myself hitting the wrong key. And the other thing, too, is with the space bar, I find I have to hit it in the middle of it. If I hit it at either end, I don't get a space, and I do that quite frequently, actually, and and that can become a bit annoying also. Once again, if I was going to type a letter or do minutes for the meetings or whatever, then I certainly wouldn't be jumping on an EPC. But um, for what uh, my daughter uses it for, it's just a brilliant little device. Uh, And certainly it would never be a first computer and probably not really a second computer for me. But if I was going to go and travel, uh, say, around Australia and the amount of luggage I was going to carry was important to me, I would probably ditch the laptop and I would buy... Probably the the 10-inch one, I think. I really would like just a little... I would sacrifice the space in the car just to have that little bit bigger keyboard, if you know what I mean. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you, Little Miss 64 and Peter 64. Great review. Okay, and back to the 1000. Um, this is a uh, Linux model. It came with uh, Xandros which Xandros is still on there. It's on the 8-gig storage. And then on the 32-gig uh, storage, I put Debian Lenny on it. And all the hardware works out of the box with Linux. All the drivers 
for all the hardware is built right into the Linux kernel. So it's that's pretty cool. I don't have one bad thing to say about it. Uh, it is my secondary computer. It replaced my uh, laptop. And that's all I have to say about it. I highly recommend the Triple E PC 1000. And let's play the next clip. Are we going to talk about the little device you have here? Yeah, uh, I have in front of me uh, the Dell Mini 9 Ubuntu Edition. Now, Dell has been begun selling Linux-based PCs and notebooks about two years ago, maybe a year yeah. and a half ago, something like that. Right. And uh, now they've got it available in the netbook. And mm. I've seen a lot of netbooks. This is one of the better netbooks I've seen. Very good looking. And the Dell Mini 9 is just a slick, solid little package here. And uh, the most base version mm-hmm. comes with Ubuntu. Again, this this tie to the the, the, the cheapness, which mm-hmm. kind of oh. upsets me a little bit. Sure. <laughs> sure, you can pay another $100 for your Dell Mini 9 to have Windows put on it. But oh, please. The Dell <laughs> Mini 9 with Ubuntu is their entry-level product in the netbook. The one in front of me... Um, has what they call it's like it's Dell's version of Ubuntu. Dell's tweaked it a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, the idea being to make it more netbook friendly. A netbook's supposed to be super, super simple and intuitive, almost like a Palm Pilot or something, where you just it boots up very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, like fifteen twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you're up, you just click web, work, play, music, whatever, and off you go. <laughs> and, and most netbooks do that. Sure. But what's neat about the Dell Mini Nine is it does run a version of Ubuntu. Yes. So if you go up to that top left corner and the little circle of three people, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, and you click on that, well, voila, mm-hmm. it opens you up to really everything Ubuntu can do. Wow. Packed into this little tiny nine-inch screen, super compact, portable, ultra-efficient, oh. long battery life, neat little machine. Now, don't get me wrong. Netbooks are not PCs or laptops. You, right. s- you really need a full-blown PC or laptop at home. Mm-hmm. But as a secondary machine, as a little portable device to, to take care of all kinds of neat stuff, sure. netbooks rock. Oh, it's very, very mm-hmm. cool. And, yeah. and this model does not disappoint. In fact, it has Tux Racer, the game in it. Oh. It's a 3D game, which it runs flawlessly. Really? I was shocked it could do 3D graphics. I really was. And that's standard out-of-the-box version. No, standard no out-of-the-box version. Card? And let me, let me just really blow you away. This is the entry Dell Mini 9 right now and for the last couple of weeks on our site. And it's not a special sale. This is the, this is the price. The entry price on this unit. With Ubuntu Linux installed, with an entire office suite, oh, secure web browser, no Ooh. worries of viruses or infections, oh. uh, all photo editors, all kinds of tools, and the ability to go into your package manager and download any one of 25,000 free packages. Oh, you can. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Right into this machine. So if you want to write Scribus for desktop publishing, Whoa. you know, or Neverball, I don't know what you want to run. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. This machine... Is two hundred and fifty dollars? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! That's just <laughs> ah! It's two hundred and fifty bucks. How can, what, for no, this what? netbook computer with built-in Wi-Fi, Jeez. Ethernet, eight gigs of online uh, in, in inline storage, which is all flash-based, so it doesn't waste any of your battery. Um, instant boot, almost. I mean, if you if you want to stop using it, you just close it. It goes into sleep, but there's hmm. no moving parts. There's no spinning hard drive. There's no spinning no. fans. There's nothing to eat up the battery, so it really does go to sleep. It really does sit, will go to sleep for 20, 40 hours and come back alive Whoa. without killing your battery. <laughs> very, very This is nice. a really powerful little machine, 
And I just love that it comes pre-installed with Ubuntu. Yes. Well, there's your way to get started with Ubuntu. Oh, it's amazing. 250 <laughs> bucks. Oh, my gosh. Done. Yeah. Hmm. And with 512 memory. 512 memory, which is plenty to run the, the base of Ubuntu. You want to add another you know, 512 to it and run a gig, that might almost be overkill. I think it's like an extra 25 bucks. Oh, geez. For God's sake. Uh, on their okay. site. And, of course, you can add Bluetooth, and you can add a built-in webcam and... You know, massive 64 gig solid state hard drive, not not regular hard drive, solid state. 64 gig? digital hard drive. Oh, meaning my no God. moving parts. That's un- unbelievable. But it's sick. You can make this thing do anything, but I'm telling you, stick with what a netbook's meant to be. Mm. Very simple, basic. You're on the web. You're watching your YouTube videos. You're listening to your Pandora. You know, you're doing your Gmail, your Google Documents, running your, your open office application on here. It's two hundred fifty dollars. That's all you need. If you're <laughs> gonna get one of these, buy the two hundred fifty dollar model. Yeah. If you ramp it up to five six hundred bucks, go buy a real laptop. That's true. Right. That, that's true. Buy the base model for two hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. and be happy. It's probably the best money you've ever spent in your life. Hmm. How does I can't remember what was the other thing that we bought a while ago with the um. The Acer Spire One? Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic product. Do they still make them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds of options, whether it's just the onboard flash or if you want to actually have a hard drive in it. Again, if you're going to do all that to it, you may as well get the mm. get, get a real notebook. But the Acer Spire is a fantastic product. I think it has a uh, modern version of Olympus Linux, which is a little bit obscure. Oh, okay. Um, but, again, it has all the basic functionality built in. Click web, click right. to do a document, very easy to play a game. It's very simplistic. So, Whichever one meets your preference. The other one that I'm dying to get my hands on, which looks really good to me, is uh, the HP Mini. Oh. And the HP Mini 10 or something it's called, I'm not sure. They have a version that I know has a loosely based Ubuntu variant on it, but it's much slicker. They think of Ubuntu and they made it, you know, have you seen Ubuntu Studio before? Okay, yes. It's real dark and kind of real kind of cool looking. Right. They've kind of done that. They made Ubuntu like really slick. Kind of media player looking, oh. and they've got that bundled, and it's not—it's about the same money. I think, I think maybe theirs starts out at three hundred or three fifty, uh, but it's a little bit bigger. I think it has like a ten-inch screen. Oh, okay. A um, couple more, a uh, hmm. couple more, but maybe maybe the camera's always integrated. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, oh, I see. Uh, the HP Mini is another real winner to look at. Ooh. So you got the ASUS now. The new the new models of ASUS are just coming out now. The new EPCs, mm-hmm. which got a little more bling in them. Um, the MSI Wind is a really solid unit. Oh, it really okay. is. Well-made, big screen for a netbook. I mean, 10-inch. Right, right. A, a, amazing product. Um, I don't think I've met a netbook I don't like mm-hmm. yet. Well, and they're evolving so quickly, too, from the from the first EPC, EPC oh, yeah. game came out. Well, you know, the 7-inch EPC screen, it was a little yeah. bit, just a tiny bit too small. Right. I agree. You, know, you definitely want to go with a 9- or 10-inch screen on a netbook. Because what you've got there is just, boy, it's a beautiful machine. Yeah, oh, yeah. really, it, it's classy looking, it's yeah. solid, it's rugged looking, and uh, it's running Ubuntu. That is just so cool. Woo! Yes. Yeah, so yeah, your, your buddies out there are going, oh, I don't know if you're ready for Linux. If Dell's selling machines with Linux on it, wake up. Yep. Because it takes them years to wake up after things are ready. <laughs> so if they're already to it, you're way, way behind. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah, I like it. And, uh, you know... Whichever netbook floats your boat, go for it. But uh, if you do get a netbook, for the love of God, get one running Linux. Oh, yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake. Don't sense, waste yeah. the extra $50, $150 to have Windows on it. That'd be insane. Because it's just going to chug. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, that's the whole purpose. The way you get away from Windows is this is your opportunity. Yeah, it Dabble is. Dabble toe in the pond. All right. Pretty cool. That was uh, the Guts Geeks. Uh, their link will be in the show notes if you want to 
go check out their other shows. And uh, that's all the clips I have. Um, uh, 3.30, was supposed to send one in, but he didn't do it. So uh, 3.30, I told you I was going to talk bad about you if you didn't send one in. Um, this is my way of getting you back. I'm going to play this. Hey, Tom. I was listening to Hacker Public Radio, episode 299 recently. Did you have a chance to listen to it? No. I, you know, I've got so many podcasts that I catch, but so little time to listen to all of them. Yeah. Well, I think they're up to like 304 or something now, but I finally listened to 299. It's one of those that's been posted by 330. One of the people on Linux cranks and is a really oh, sure, contributed sure. to Hacker, Hacker Public Radio. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it was the most painful episode that I have ever listened to. All right, that was pretty funny. That was that was Larry and Tom from Going Linux. And there, there's more to that clip. I just cut that little the little piece out there. I thought it was kind of funny. Just trying to get three thirty back. But uh, that's that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.